Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Well, good, e- good afternoon, everybody. Almost a good evening because we said that for years, but it's uh, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 Eastern, 4 Central. Hope you're doing well. You're listening to the QBO Show. Uh, I'll be your host for today, Woody Adams, longtime product specialist with Intuit, and any opinion, statements, or views that I happen to state in the show, they don't necessarily reflect those of Intuit. Intuit's not affiliated with the show. And Stacy's in the back of a car, I think, being driven to the airport. I think she's doing the QBO cert in D.C., Maryland area, so she might dial in eventually. And it's a shame she's not dialed in at this moment, because that was by far the best I've ever said, um, that legal spiel. And I might pull it down later and record it. So happy to have you here today. It's most likely just going to be me, but if Stacy comes, awesome. And we're going to be covering, we've got a power-packed, I mean, at least be 30 minutes. Probably, I usually, if it's just me, I usually go that long. And I don't think you'd want to listen to me more than 30 minutes, honestly. So I'll probably just stop at the bottom of the hour. Um, but thanks for listening to the show, uh, and, and whether you're listening today, now, or next week or something. I'll be covering uh, an overview of the new online bill pay in QBO that most of your clients will see or you'll see in client files. We'll go through the ins and outs. I have actual deck to go through, so that'll take a little bit of time. Uh, It is powered by bill.com, but it's an abbreviated, obviously modified and simpler version of their full service, right, of bill.com. But it does allow, finally in QBO, the ability to do vendor ACH. So let's break that down. This might be the first you've heard about it or you might see some email blasts or whatever. Um, And then... I wrote uh, a blog article I think that's going to go on StacyK.net, who's you're sponsored by StacyKAcademy.com and KilledAllServices.com, of course, Stacy's uh, engines. But the StacyK.net, she does a lot of blog posts. So there's going to be, and I want to do something on inventory, but really the newest enhancements over like the last year, nine months or something, to items in inventory. So we'll cover you know, all that too. And that'll that'll pretty much be today. And I think she was going to send me a, a question she was getting from some forum or what have you uh, as she's in the back of the uh, the Uber or Lyft or cab, whatever. And she is mentioning that the guy's kind of crazy. So I was telling her to join the show, to like call in to distract. Right? It's a great way to fend um, off just pretending you're doing something else. So hopefully she'll join. All right, let's break it out with the online bill picks. I think that's the big thing uh, for in QBO in a long time. I mean, we've had some cool stuff, that uh, direct integration inside of a third-party app like T-Sheets. That was pretty recent where if you have a T-Sheets account connected to the QBO file, then when you go to the plus sign in the client QBO, you'll see this approved time you know, under the, the uh, payroll menu. And so, uh, you know, you can either approve it for invoice or paychecks. So it's it's an, a way to prove the time that you have in T-Sheets without having to actually go into T-Sheets. So it's a direct integration. We've we've talked about that and gone into that. So you'll see that. But also, under, there's there's three different access points for this for this online bill pay. PoweredByBill.com. Um, and let me just go through my blah blah marketing stuff. Okay. Under the plus sign. Under vendors, you'll see pay bills online. 
Okay, and most of your client files. We do have a link where you can force the sign up if you want, uh, but more and more in the QBO subscription are you going to see at these access points I'm going to mention. So under the plus sign, you'll find it at the bottom of the vendor's menu. Pay bills online, it'll have this new designation right next to it, right? a new tag or whatever they call it. Under the gear icon, accountant settings, bill pay will be its own setting. Right? Like you have payments, you'll have bill pay, and you can sign up that way. You can also sign up from the vendor's list as well as the expense transaction window. All right, so, and the main difference is, that's the last, well, because if your client already has bill.com and they're already working, then I would just go ahead and keep that because they might want the approval policy, approvals, custom user permissions, document storage, that kind of stuff, uh, actual users and roles within bill.com. So that's like 29 bucks a month plus transaction fees. The online bill pay within QBO is $9.99 a month plus transaction fees. And obviously you have to have uh, essentials are plus, right, because SimpleStart doesn't handle AP tracking. So the transaction fees are $0.49 cents for the ACH, the electronic vendor payment, and then $1.49 for the actual check if you are printing and mailing a check to the vendor. Right? So here's what bill.com will have, the full service versus the online bill pay and QBO. It's gonna, like the online bill pay and QBO, we'll just call it bill pay, right? Way simplified version as you can imagine. Right? That would be a standard oper operating procedure, correct? You guys have been around for a while, so have I. So that would be the SOP. It's going to be super modified uh, and simplified versus bill.com, right? So bill.com has the inbox where you can just be emailed an invoice, right? And you can create a bill from that. Uh, we have that in beta testing, so that will also be in QBO. Then the approvals, approval policies, custom user perms, document storage, uh, import export, receivables, PayPal integration, integration with HubDoc, Salesforce, etc. That's all bill.com. Right. The bill pay won't have those. I mean, you can have HubDoc hooked up to QBO, but I mean within bill.com itself. And then the only people that can use the online bill pay within QuickBooks Online at this time is the master admin and the company administrator of custom, company administrators of the file. So the master administrator. Now you might have set up and added it to wholesale billing, and you and your firm just has a policy where you're the master admin of the client file, so you could use it. But accountant users or teamers in QBOA, at this time at least, uh, are not going to be able to use it, even though you know we say that that QBOA team user, the accountant user, is a company admin by default, and pretty much are. It's a special type of user, so it, it just for whatever reason doesn't show up as a full company admin. So this wouldn't be something where like if I'm part of Stacy's QBOA, I could just go into Gary's file and use bill pay. I mean, so I'd have to be invited as a company administrator to the actual file. That's important qualification there. I'm sure that will change, right? Because that's going to make it harder for firms to adopt. But your clients can be using this all the time and it's, you know, one of the big requests for QuickBooks Online has been the online bill pay. So, tons of articles out in the community on this as well. Um, and again, $9.99 a month plus transaction fees, $0.49 cents for the ACH, $1.49 for a check. And uh, yep, we support checks too. Yeah, so those are the main differences. Now, uh, again, you'll see the access points to sign up under the plus sign or quick create. Right? Under the vendors menu, pay bills online. See it in the expense transaction window, the top right of the vendors list. They'll say pay bills online, and then 
gear icon accountant settings, bill pay will be its own setting. You can sign up there. And it, the accountant also is not going to be the one to sign up for this for the, for the client because it really has to be the bank owner. Because when they go through the setup, and I'm going to kind of paint a visual of what these setup screens look like when you're setting up a bank account or setting up bill pay in the file, they're going to ask questions like when you go through a, a credit review, you know, like in 1986 you owned which of the following cars, right? Or what address were you at in 1997, right? Those types of questions that really only the your client and the owner is really going to use. So um, you'll they'll set it up, and again, the accountant can use it if they set you up as a company admin or you are the master admin on the file, because that's how you set up you set up their subscription. Just being a QBA team member or just being the accountant user is not enough, right? Not at this time. Okay, let's see here. Um, so first, tell us about your business, right? Company name, legal name, you're going to put, fill out all that information. Next is tell, telling about yourself. So this is going to be the owner, you know, your client's going to be filling out this information because then it says let's verify that you're you. So which of the following colleges have you attended? Which of the following age ranges is close to the age of Ryland Strawberry, who must be like a cousin of mine? So that's what I mean. You know, it's, it's going to ask those typical questions that you won't know for your client, more personal to verify. And then one, once you click Next, you sign into your bank to verify instantly, or you can enter the routing and bank number, which is verified in two days. You can literally enter a PIN and password from the bill pay sign-up within QBO to your bank because that verifies instantly. And if you want to do banking routing, we're going to ping like a dollar or something to the account and then take it back out just to make sure so it takes a couple of days for that. And then finally, you're ready to pay bills. That's it. It's like a three-step process and then you'll be ready to pay bills. Now, when the bank account is set up, and you can set up as many bank accounts as you need for this, right? There is an option to automatically non nominate admins. So the master admin and any company admins you have in the QBO manage user list, I don't mean accountant users, right? Let me qualify that one last time has to be in the upper section a company admin or a master admin, uh, you can automatically nominate them. Because the company admins are probably going to be have access to the register and bank accounts and doing reconciliations and stuff and paying bills. Right? But it can't just be a regular custom access user that just has like vendor and purchase access, right? Gotta make them a company admin if they want to do the bill pay. Now, how do you want to set up the bank tra transfers? That's the next thing. You can either invite the vendor to receive bank transfers, or you can enter, ven enter the vendor's bank info, which is, also takes a couple days to verify. So there's links to invite the vendor to receive a bank transfer, and they okay it, and you know, it's totally compliant, and now you can send a transfer to them. Because once the, the emailing or of the invoice to you, the inbox, like Bill.com has, that we're going to also have within the bill paying QBO, once that's out of beta, um, and, and fully live in product, you know, they're going to be sending you the invoices anyway, right? And then you can create the bill from that same window. So uh, then you can go pay it. Right? So pretty cool. Now, the pay bills online main window will have two tabs. Unpaid bills, it'll show all the bills that are unpaid that you can pay through vendor ACH. And you'll be able to, you have a link to set up the bank transfers right there if the vendor's not yet uh, set up for uh, bank transfer. And then there's a send payments, sent payments tab, sent 
payments, S-E-N-T, just to show the history of what you sent, what happened, was there a problem, an issue, an error, whatever, do I need to call uh, bill.com, or tier one support is done by Intuit, so you can just call, you know, your ProAdvisor support number, and then if they need, if it goes beyond what we can resolve, it'll go to bill.com, uh, tier two support from there, right? So it's like, a pay, it's like the pay bills window, right? I see a list of my vendors on this screen that you can't see. I see, uh, you know, all the ones that are possible. Um, and I don't have to designate a bill as an online payment or anything. It's literally just going to show them all, and I can choose to pay ACH or just go to regular pay bills. Totally up to you. Now, the, there's a four-step process. It's going to show a tracker, if you will. There's a bill pay tracker with if it was a check that was sent, not vendor ACH, but a check, you know, the $1.49 per, they're going to show a uh, picture, an image of the check right inside QBO, which is pretty sweet. Um, so there's, a pro there's four stages, process, sent, received, cleared. You know, so you can track it that way as you're tracking each, each bill payment and what bills it pays. So there's that visibility. You can, of course, void payments, and I think you soon will be able to do credits I think, I'm not sure if it's in there yet or soon to be, but uh, that would also be something I'm assuming we get questions on. And then when you go to uh, QuickBooks Learn and, Cert, Learn and Support, excuse me, at QuickBooks.com, just go to Learn and Support, um, there, just search for online bill pay. There's tons of related online bill pay articles, you know, uh, that uh, show you how to, you know, add a bank account for the bill pay. How do you invite a vendor? How do you sign up? you know, and all that kind of stuff. So the the person who did it, who was kind of controlling the education on the Learn and Support page decided to, every article, which is brilliant, and which we do with all this stuff as you're trying to find things on the community site, right, started off each article with online bill pay dash. So if you just search online bill pay, you will just see all the articles there. Okay. Uh, and, and that's at community.intuit.com. And all, all just Keynote, all articles are created and written with the customer-first mindset. Okay. All right, remember, accountants cannot set up this integration for the client. It has to be the owner of the bank because of the identification underwriting verification process and the actual bank account setup. And accountants, meaning assuming you're just the accountant user or you're a member of a firm, QBA, that has the client on the list that's using bill pay, you will not be able to use it. I know you're kind of by default a company admin having access to the client file, but it's a, it's a special type of, of administrator that just does not roll up into the full company admin or master admin that's required to use the bill pay feature. So if you're going to be paying bills for your clients, then they need to invite you as a company admin right, to the file. Now I'm sure that that will be solved eventually because I can see that that, you know, That'll be tough adoption for a firm that does a lot of the bill payments and wants to use it. You'll probably just wait, but your clients can go ahead and do it, you know, all day long, and then eventually you'll be able to do it as well. Cool. So that is the online bill pay that is in um, the uh, QuickBooks online you know, at those places. Now we're going to move on to the inventory. And Stacy just scheduled a 30-minute show today, so that'll be that. That'll be perfect. We've got another 15 minutes. And I'm trying to open the chat room, 
sometimes it loads for me, sometimes it does not. And if I see any questions, you're asking if anybody's here or what have you, uh, then um, I'll try to answer it as I can. All right. So on stacyk.net soon, you'll see this blog article. It's called Improvements to Items in Inventory in QBO. Right? Just normal. And I just went through what I could think of. Or what are the main improvements to inventory and other product and service improvements that aren't related to inventory over the last year or so? And we're thinking of ideas of just articles that might be helpful because you can't always keep up with stuff, et cetera. So for inventory improvements, and I'll go through each one, quantity adjustment, starting value adjustment, and low stock, out of stock, reorder point. Those impact inventory, the first in, first out inventory within QBO Plus. The other product and service improvements, not related to inventory, but might help, you could still use them, are categories, bundles, and SKU. Like the SKU column, which is reportable, you can filter reports, shows up in reports, it kind of puts like a parent-child relationship between the SKU and the item name, if you will. Bundles or group items and categories is, uh, all, I'm sorry, category, SKU is just the SKU. Categories is the one I mean where, which helps you filter the list in the report. It would be category, colon, item, name, right? So bundles or group items. So let's start with the inventory ones um, because we really feel, and I start out, look, in order to really align QBO Plus with QB Pro, we had to allow the ability to make quantity and value adjustments. Absolutely, because both because Pro, Pro can do that. Cost adjustments and quantity adjustments. And you used to be able to do quantity adjustments by editing the item record, but you couldn't like backdate it, right? It wouldn't let you, so that was kind of annoying. So you had to do today or in the future, which, which doesn't make any sense. But you could at least edit the item record, but I'm trying to think, would it hit opening balance equity? No, I think that's just when you're first setting up the item. But still, right, I, I want the inventory adjustment, the quantity adjustment to be its own transaction type, which it was on reports. Even back then, you could run a report, and I'd see inventory adjustment as its own transaction. But now it's its own window, you know? And so I think that's just a little more familiar and comfortable to us. And you'll find it when you're on the products and service list. There's other places to get there, but you click the drop-down arrow next to the Edit tab on the line you want to adjust, and there's many options in there. One is Adjust Quantity. And then the, uh, that's what you do. You go in, you just choose a new quantity, and it's going to do a typical T-chart. You can even go to the, when you save it, just hit the More tab, Transaction Journal, so you can make sure what's being debited and credited. Now, it defaults to an inventory shrinkage account, and then so I increased some numbers, so at $50, credit to inventory shrinkage, and then inventory asset account, $50 debit. So you can see that in the, the More tab transaction journal, uh, which, which, is, which would be helpful. The other thing you can do, so you can do quantity adjustments, right? And I can even assign a location and a class for those quantity adjustments too. Now the other one is, I know in desktop it's more of a cost adjustment or you're doing a quantity and value kind of all in one window you can, <clears throat> or you can just do the cost if you want. And that's more of a periodic adjustment. You can do it any time. In QuickBooks Online Plus, we did institute about six months ago, maybe a little more, the starting value adjustment. But that's not really meant to be a periodic value adjustment maneuver. It's really meant to be a one-time event, like Woody entered the wrong cost or value for the item when he set it up. So I need to go back and change the starting value 
as of that date, and then it'll update the cost and everything, you know, going forward, which I, I find really helpful. Now you can you can get to the starting value adjustment from the same place, adding in an item, click the drop down arrow, you'll see it, or even from a report. I think it's the uh, inventory valuation detail report, all dates. You can drill down on starting value, and when you make the when you make the adjustment, it will warn you. Hold on, changing the starting value may affect the initial value of your inventory. Right? But that's why we're doing it. And you would choose the appropriate cost of good adjustment account or whatever other account you want. I'm, I'm assuming it would be Cogs. And then, uh, you know, you, you just make the adjustment. And it's it's really a one-time thing because you shouldn't have to do it if the items convert from desktop. This is for someone who set up like a bunch of items, but the cost they set up initially to start was incorrect, you know, off by a quarter, off by a couple dollars, whatever. So you make a starting value adjustment. So both of those are supported, but it, again, the starting value adjustment, I just want to make sure I'm qualifying. It's, it's not like the periodic cost adjustment or value adjustment you'll make in desktop. It's really for that, just to correct the entry in the beginning, you know, when you first originated the item, if you will. But similar window, you can class and location it if you want. Choose your appropriate adjustment account. In the article, I have opening balance equity in there just for fun, but really you should uh, choose something else than that. Okay, I figure a lot of you guys will, will get the humor. And interestingly enough, the inventory starting value adjustment will also show up in a search field when you left click on it. So with the quantity adjustment, and I, I feel like I, we've talked about this before, the, the search field in the upper right of QBO, left click in there, it shows like the last 10 transactions and reports you ran, and then you can go to the advanced search. If someone's asking about something they just did, why go find it? Just left-click search. It'll be there in the list. And drill down to it. So pretty cool. All right. Um, those are the main enhancements with inventory. Now, group items. For a while, there's no group items in QBO. We had them in Pro, Premier Enterprise, right? I made Mac. Did Mac? Have, I think Mac had them too. Yeah. And I think you would use them a lot. Uh, the they're not really a difference. We call them bundles in, in QuickBooks Online, and it's not just inventory. It can be anything. But, you know, QBO doesn't have another charge item to use a percent, so that's like the only main difference I can think between bundle and group item is that you can't really put in a percent for that. So um, the bundle, you'll see it on your products and service list. When you click New, it's just a fourth item type. That might be the other differentiation we made over the last year or year and a half is you know, instead of just products and services, which is what we still call the list and still call the item itself, we kind of break them down to inventory, non-inventory, service, and bundle. So you'll see those four options when you're creating a new item, right? And so you can use bundle as you would. You know, I think Stacy has a great commissions or royalty example that I she's still trying to teach me, but I'm trying to get it through my skull. But uh, anyway, hopefully maybe we do a video on it sometime. You know, just choosing the appropriate items in their accounts they would move the money around, and so royalties it works great. I know it was a workaround in desktop, so you can still do it here using the bundle. All right, the other thing uh, with, you know, just not inventory would be the ability to filter by categories or create categories, which is really the new way called that we handle sub items in QBO. Even if you convert a file from desktop that had items and sub-items, it'll ask you or prompt you if you want to just convert it to categories. And it's a great way to convert the product and service list. 
because you can group all your items and assign them the appropriate category and then filter that list so I can see like in this pet supply boarding company I have, I'm looking at, I have like a bunch of cat treats, I have dog and cat toys, I have uh, treatments, you know, boarding, administrative, those are all groups, those are all categories that I can put my items under and I can filter the products and service lists, particularly when it gets super large, by a particular group just to find stuff easier. And category will show up on reports as an option. You know, you just see it as a colon before the item name and on forms. So I could search on, a, on an invoice or sales receipt for a category, and it'll show all the items under it. Basically, item to sub-item. It's, it's really the same thing. We're just kind of updated to this category type approach and language. But really, to me, it's items and sub-items. And some people use categories for other things. They use it for warehouse tracking. That would be one. Um, you know, we don't have price levels yet, so you can kind of do that. You know, so you can get creative. Let's see here. Um, so that's categories. Oh, back to the bundle item. I just wanted to make sure. Um, bundle is not assembly. Let me make that clear, right? No build assemblies in QBO. And and the bundle sales price and cost just inherits the sales price and cost of the component items. Okay, But the cool thing about the bundle, like the group item in desktop, is that you can not check the box to display bundle components when printing or sending the transaction, right? Because you, you know, contractors do this a lot where they just have a bunch of stuff in a group item, but they just put a description and a price. They'll see it on the screen, but their clients won't see that. It'll just be what was the work being done, description, and the amount. It's a great approach for that. And there's more than one, re one scenario for that kind of thing. And on the screen, it will say, your customer won't see any of the items in this bundle. So just make sure you don't check off that box. But maybe you will. You, know, you might have a scenario for it. Yep, categories, talked about that. It's just categories, just a name and some. Then you can assign your products and services to a category. Basically, I'm creating item groups or sub-items, if you will, of items. I can then filter the products and service list by a specific category. Like I have an example in the article, dog attire below, and I focus on just those products, etc. And you'll have a lot of stuff uncategorized. You can batch assign them to the appropriate category. Yep, awesome. All right, finally, stock status. And this actually does have to do with inventory only, the reorder point. So um, you'll see low stock when it comes close to the reorder point and then out of st or, or below it, and then when it's quantity of hands zero, or you're starting to sell negative quantity, it'll say out of stock, and it'll alert you when it's out of stock. And if you have a bunch of out of stock or low stock products and services that share the same vendor, you can batch purchase order. I mean, you can create a purchase order in a batch right from the, the product and service list, which I like too. So you'll see that. Now that one I should have moved up in the inventory section, because that you can't do the out of stock, low stock, or or reorder point in with non-inventory items. It has to be an inventory part. Yep. So, And you'll see the reorder point field when you edit the item. When you're actually creating the inventory item or you go back and edit it, and maybe you have a bunch of items you want to start doing reorder point tracking, edit the item. You'll see reorder point right under quantity on hand. Put it in there, and then it'll start tracking low versus out. And again, you can batch create purchase orders, assuming those products and services share the same vendor. <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention is when you, a couple other things, and then we'll close. Got about two and a half minutes left. 
when you hover over the quantity on a sales form, a purchase form, we're going to pop open a window that shows the quantity on hand and the reorder point for that inventory item. It's not current availability tracking. This is not sales order fulfillment workflow and what can I promise customer yet. Right? This is just more like pro, right? Because pro doesn't have that either. So it's really just pro. When I hover over, I can see, you know, the quantity on hand exactly I have at the time I'm creating this invoice or something or sales receipt and the reorder point on that item. The hovering pop-up happens on sales forms too, and while not tracking availability to promise to a customer, it does give me the visibility to current QOH. Quantity on hand. Right, just reading a uh, sentence from the blog article. Oh, and then SKU. That's the last thing. You can add a SKU number to your items. Doesn't have to be inventory. It could be any of them. And then add columns to reports and look at the list and stuff. And SKU can, SKU's also on sales forms, and that could also. You know, definitely read it. Let us know how it is. Um, just a couple updates. Next week, there's no show. Right? The 29th will be no show. So enjoy that holiday weekend. And on the 6th of July, the following Thursday, so 629, no show. 7-6, Terry Callion from Noify. Awesome. So, sorry, Taryn Callion from Noify, the contractor app for residential contractors. They'll be on. Uh, on the 6th, and uh, you know, we've had Noify on before, so really excited about that. And again, Stacy's you know, probably boarding a plane right now. Wanted to thank you guys for the last 29-ish minutes, 30 minutes, diving through inventory and the online bill pay. You know, we'll probably have more about the online bill pay uh, in, in later episodes of the QBO show. Okay? You guys have a great night. We'll see you on the 6th of July. No show next week, remember, no show on the 29th. <laughs>